This is Tell Me What to Read, the podcast of booktopia.com.au. I'm Nick Wasiliev, and for today's book discussion podcast, I'm joined firstly by Zia. Hello, Zia. Hi. Uh, Hannah Armstrong. Hello, Hannah. Hi, Nick. And then, once again, uh, back by ever popular demand, the amazing host of the Words and Nerds podcast, back for the first time this year, Danny B. Danny, welcome back. Hello, my favourite people. And you always say by popular demand, and I'm yet to meet these people who demand me to come back. Look at our stats. <laughs> our stats. You bring them with you. It's fantastic. It's science, Danny. It's science. It's science. science. It's math, and I'm bad at math. <laughs> Trust us, trust us. Yes, and, and full disclosure for all of us listening, uh, if you are not familiar with the Words and Nerds podcast, I absolutely, highly, definitely, positively, most certainly recommend that you go and check it out because it is amazing and we love Danny very much. But we are here to talk about the books that we have been reading and enjoying. It's been a little while since all of us have been uh, on the podcast. We've had a Christmas break and everything in between um, and plenty of time has uh, has emerged in that time for us to to sit down and read books. And Hannah, I'm going to throw to you first. Um, I believe you've brought a few books along today. What have you been enjoying? I have. So um, speak for yourself. I've been very busy, so I have not been reading that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have had a really busy January, so I've only read a few books. Um, but I've like my goal this year, I was like, okay, I'm going to read 80 books and like, I'm going to like try and read as quickly as possible and like as much as possible. And then once I started reading, I was like, I can't like just fire through books. I feel like the way you can when you're like not busy, you know? So I've just been like, okay, I'm just going to focus on like slowing it down and like picking books that I really want to read and that I'm really going to enjoy. So um, the first book I'm going to talk about is a rom-com called The X-Hex. And I will show you guys the cover. The readers, um, the listeners obviously can't see, but like how cool is the cover for those of you who can oh, see. Oh, beautiful. Is it a, like a matte furry kind of? It's, it's, it's like, so it's like a black cover and it's got like big blue letters and then there's a big moon in the corner. And in front of the moon, there is a man and a woman on a broomstick. Oh, it's beautiful. So it's like very much like a, like when I saw the cover, I was like, it really reminded me of like Bewitched. I was just about to say that that yeah. is a huge cover yeah totally full disclosure um, as well if you're if you're listening to this on youtube it'll be flashed up on the screen in front of you right now so okay. you, got, you guys will be all set perfect <laughs> um well uh so the xx is by an author called erin sterling um and i think this is her debut like romance genre book um and the only reason i picked it up was yes the cover was very cool um, and it was sold into us as Practical Magic meets Gilmore Girls. Which both of those things I'm a big fan of. Zia is making a disgusted face right now, but <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> it's the Gilmore Girls uh, reference. I okay. So the, the Gilmore Girls of it all is like, um, it's set in this like tiny little town with like a quirky cast of characters. Um, and it's like, has like a very like, like autumn like fall in america vibes like it's very cozy and like i'm trying to think of things that happen in autumn like in america it's like pumpkin like, spice lattes i was gonna say thanksgiving <laughs> kind of halloween and yeah like, exactly okay. totally totally halloween so um basically the premise of the book is there's this girl named vivi um and she's 19 at the beginning of the book and she is like ruminating on um this relationship she's just broken up with this guy that day um and she's like wallowing in her feelings she's only 19 so she's like devastated about this breakup um and she is a witch and so is her family um and her cousin says 
you know, like, let's get back at this guy. He was like a total like jerk to you. Let's like put a curse on him as like, just like a fun, you know how you do, like you just put curses on your exes. Mm. Of course. I don't know. All the time. (laughs) On their ex. Every single time. (laughs) I grew up in the nineties. What was that movie? With, uh, the craft. The craft. Oh my God! Stop. Yeah, that's yeah, one of my favorite movies of all time. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely natural. I know exactly what they're talking about. That's like half of my personality. Is just that movie. <laughs> now that's an interesting fact, Hannah. I know. Um, so they do this like kind of like pretend little curse thing, and they're like, you know, Reese Penhallo is the name of this guy. Like, you will be cursed to have like bad hair, and you will be cursed to like not know, like not have game with girls or anything. Um, so that happens and they're just like, well, that was a bit of fun. And then, um, so like nine years later, um, Vivi is like now in her late twenties, she's a teacher. Um, and Reese, who is from Wales, he's over in Wales. Um, and he gets told by his father that he has to come back to this little town where Vivi lives, um, to do like his witchy, like duty to like charge the like magic of the town or something. Cause they have to do that every year. Anyway, he's a witch as well, so he. Is. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, everybody's a witch. <laughs> so, and he got cursed. Okay, that's. But when we meet him ten years later, there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with him. He's like, I'm fine. Um, but then, as soon as he goes back to the town, his magic goes like completely weird, um, and all of these like really chaotic things start happening. Um, and essentially like it ends up like the whole town is then cursed. There's like a ghost comes back. He's like the, the cat starts talking, which is also very like Sabrina, the teenage boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a bit but, Ted Hamilton must die. I'm getting that vibe as well. Oh, I don't know what that is. <gasps> I'll talk to you later about that wrong. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just like a fun, sweet little rom-com. Um, Vivi and Reese end up having to like team up to like look after all the chaos that's going on in the town and like, you know, um, break the curse or whatever. Um, and because it's a rom-com, it, you know, inevitably things start getting a bit romantic. Um, and it was just like a fun, really light little read. Um, I really enjoyed it. And yeah. Sounds like the perfect book you'd go take to the beach and like read and by, by Sunday you're like, I can knock this off this weekend and it leaves you kind of buzzing on a Sunday night and wanting to watch 10 Things I Hate About You or something like that. You know? <laughs> totally. Oh my God. Okay. That's the feels I'm, I'm getting. I'm so glad you said that because that's another one of my favorite movies. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah, we're spirit animals. I can hear a movie to... night coming up, a booktopia <laughs> movie night. <laughs> Just TV soulmates over here. Um. <laughs> So yeah, that was that book. Great. Really recommend. Um, But the next book I wanted to talk about is very different. Um, So it's Circe by Madeline Miller. Um, Madeline Miller is the author of The Song of Achilles, which is like a, like absolutely massive bestseller for us. Um, And for listeners who like, you know, follow us on socials and stuff. We had our Song of Achilles Day a couple of weeks ago um, and our colleague Sarah actually got to talk to Madeline Madeline Miller um, on our Facebook Live. So that's still up if you want to have a listen. Um, But I'm a big fan of hers and The Song of Achilles is one of my favourite books. And I had Circe on my bookshelf for like a few years and I was nervous. I was like nervous that I wouldn't like it or I would like it too much. And I just like kept putting it off because I didn't want to, I didn't know what to expect. Um, and it turns out it is absolutely amazing. 
Uh, I love the pressure that we put on ourselves with (laughs) books. Like I do that too. I can't, I have trouble rereading books that I loved because I'm so scared. I'm not going to love them as much as I loved them when I first read it. Yeah. Sometimes I can't talk about books that I really, really love with other people because it feels like too much. Because it's yours. It feels too personal to Mm. talk about. Um, And you get personally offended when they don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. You're blocked. You're you're dead to me. (laughs) Or like, even if they liked it, I'm like, you'll never love it as much as I do. Like inside. (laughs) Yes, you are with uh, a bunch of book nerds here, people. Yeah, this is this is real. (laughs) Sounds like sounds very healthy dynamic when it comes to reading discussion. Totally. (laughs) Yeah, totally healthy. I think it's because I'm a child from like a four, so I think I'm very like like this is mine. Like you can't have it, kind of thing. I'm an only child and I hate telling people that because they make so many judgments about only children. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. So Cersei, um, she is a nymph. She's like a lesser goddess. She's from Greek mythology. um, And there's this big kind of like Greek mythology retelling um, like trend going on at the moment. But Madeline Miller kind of, she kind of almost originated it and like does it the best, I think. Um, And it's like this feminist retelling of Circe, who played like a very small part in um, the Odyssey by Homer. So like, obviously a lot of Greek myths are framed around like heroes who are almost always men or around gods who are men. And they're, they're always like raping and pillaging and like murdering. And a lot of the times like women and the goddesses of the story, like if you're not Athena, you're disposable. So Circe is a witch. Oh my God, I have two books about witches. Anyway. <laughs> There's a theme. I really just noticed. That <laughs> just, <laughs> just occurred to me. Love the headspace. Yeah. <laughs> like you just think, noticed your headspace. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so healthy over here. Having a good time. Um, and I, I still haven't finished Circe because I'm, as I said, like before, I'm like, I want to take my time and like really like, kind of become immersed in books and not like rush myself through it so I've just been kind of reading a little bit every day um and the writing is absolutely incredible this was shortlisted for the women's prize um and you can definitely see why because Cersei as a character she's like she's kind of like a black sheep ugly duckling like you know at the very beginning of the story and then over time she gets she gets banished um to this island by herself and when she's on the island she starts to really like come into her own power and she realizes like she does even though she's exiled she does kind of like the heroes and myths of greek mythology are kind of interwoven throughout the story um and i just think it's incredible and her like power as a woman and as a goddess is like in like her resilience and in like the way she like holds up other people um and like she's so strong and she can look after herself but there's also this like kind of tragedy of it is that she keeps getting pushed down but overall like it is such an incredible book and i'm really happy that i finally picked it up she is one of she is amazing um Mm. madeline miller we when we got the chance to chat to her a few weeks ago like so many we, we got like a really positive response to that event because obviously people people love the song of achilles people mm. love that book it is one of those kind yeah. of uh, books that has transcended you know your, your your standard initial buzz and has you know sold been one of those million copy sellers that people just love and 
for all, for all of our listeners, yeah, she is just as lovely in real life. Like, she's a yeah. lovely person. She's too. so, like, so eloquent and well-spoken and just, like, very, very intelligent. Um, I, yeah. So as soon as I listened to that interview, I was like, okay, now I, I need to go read this other book. And, yeah, I definitely am really happy I have. Mm, I love amazing. that. Yeah, she, mm. she definitely nails the, uh, the Greek mythology um, space in, in yes. all of, with all of the work that she does. Wow, I love the the witchy spl- the witchy place that you're in. <laughs> I am. Um, it's it's fruitful hunting. It's fruitful book pickings. Um, fruitful hunting. It. Thank it's, you. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Hannah. Those books sound absolutely incredible. Um, and then, without further ado, I am now going to pass over to our wonderful guest, uh, Danny, who hosts the Words and Nerds podcast, as mentioned. And I like to let her loose because she oh. reads books like no tomorrow. Well, um, I feel like I've let you down because I only have five instead of my usual eight because, Nick, oh, I've just been spending a bit too much time at the it's beach. It's not good enough. <laughs> it is not good enough. All right, just give me it's... a minute. I'll just read three more novels while you're doing <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> five, five books, amazing. I love that. I, I wish I could I read like that. I don't buy five books a year. Sometimes I'm going to give you guys a bit of a secret. Ooh, Sometimes I like, yeah, when I'm on the, the podcast, sometimes I go, oh, yeah, th- I'm reading this, but I actually read it ages ago and I didn't <laughs> add it because I haven't read it. <laughs> I was part of this book club. I'm like, I'm going to read more. And I went on a book club. I was reading the same book for like seven book club meetings. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm still the same one. And like, I was getting them to like cheer me on and send me reminder messages like, you've got to do this by the next one. Zia, you've come got on. This. You've got this. It was, God. We don't need to put pressure on ourselves. I just like to have the eight to stew up, but I've got five. Um, But Nick, in your background, I just want to pay mention to the background. You've got a Nats, what I reckon book. Is that in a frame? Yeah, this is the, okay. So for context for all of our listeners, uh, I have, so that's the, we've got the favorite Australian book award. Actually, this is a great chance to promo it while we're here. This is genuinely completely, we are. This is unscripted. This is actually unscripted. This is how I roll. So there is two versions. There are the two winners of the favorite Australian book award uh, behind me. You've seen that in front of you, like there on the screen for um, for you guys watching, but uh, behind him is Kitty Flanagan with 488 rules for life, which was our inaugural winner but it's funny you mentioned that and this is a great time to mention it we are currently in the middle of round two the final round uh, for the Fat favorite australian book award for this year fantastic um, and we Can't currently wait. have a short list of 10 books to pick mm. from um which are listed and that is included in that 10 oh great new... i interviewed him about his new book the jar sauce one yes. and um he was just exactly as you would imagine this glorious person so that was great because you know when you see it's... someone a lot and you think you know them because you've watched all the youtube clips and then you meet them and you don't know what to expect but he was amazing it's it's funny you mention him he is the only person that i've w- w- doing this job ever that i've been starstruck by <laughs> <laughs> like we have we have a lot of people who come yeah, on the podcast do. we have a lot you of do. famous people like you know internationally renowned people uh whatever like you you meet them and it's wonderful and they're usually incredibly beautiful lovely people for some reason and that's what i reckon i was just like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh you were fangirling i love that so little, was i beat i've got to say a little bit but yeah no there, there is a yes it's a favorite australian Beautiful. book award love and uh, and i'll include a link in the description for everyone but you if you want go cast your votes because uh, it closes on the 31st of january so wow uh, you can vote the the top 10 i've got them listed listed up here in front of me i'm is, definitely doing that 
Yeah, it's uh, first of all, it's Death's a Jar Sauce, and that's what I reckon. Apples Never Fall by Leanne Moriarty. Um, Heartsick by uh, Mamma Mia stalwart Jesse Stevens. Uh, Matthew Riley's The One Impossible Labyrinth. Um, Lynette Noni's The Prison Healer. Bo Miles is The Backyard Adventurer. Christian Hull has also got in there with his autobiography, Leave Me Alone. Yeah. Um, How do you pick? Yeah, and it, this is this this goes to show that we have like the people who check us out have excellent taste. They do. Like these books are amazing. Um, Struthless is your head is a houseboat, um, and then the last two we actually have a double entry by the one and only Jimmy Barnes uh, with Rosie the Rhinoceros. Oh, okay, um, interesting. Oh, that was the such book, a lovely one. Yeah, it was a beautiful book, and then the the beautiful cookbook that he did with his wife. With Jane, his wife, uh, where I the river that's amazing. Yeah, it's like, I, I'm like honest... what more does Jimmy Barnes have? And he's got heaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Shanu sung the praises of of that of where the river bends a lot. She said, you know, for cookbooks, like there are cookbooks and there are cookbooks. And when you think it's when you think Jimmy Barnes drops a, a cookbook, it's like, you know, it'd be a novelty. But the book itself is legitimately incredible. It's a really beautiful book. Um, but yeah. Go to the shortlist. I'll put a link yeah, in, the, in the description. Cool. But I feel like we've gotten sidetracked because Danny, right. we were going to talk fault. about that was the totally book. my fault. All right, yeah. let's let's do this. So the first <laughs> book I read was *The Torrent* by Danuka McKenzie. Now Danuka's debut crime novel. Um, this is her debut crime novel after winning the Banjo Prize with HarperCollins in 2020. So that's amazing, and I was so excited to read it. Um, she also does a lot for for you know the literary world as well. But it's about this pregnant detective, Kate Miles, and it's just the kind of kick-ass superwoman that I. I need in my life right now and it's just a great book it's clean it's clever and you know i don't know these days remember when you could sort of tell when something was a debut i'm finding that you can't now because i feel like the quality of debuts are just so amazing i i think there's going to be more crime from danuka so there's something to look forward to and i just love i love supporting aussie writers i love supporting new aussie writers and i just think the banjo prize is so amazing for highlighting you know those aspiring writers out there so fantastic just makes me just fills me with joy nick um, the next book I read was Wild Dogs by Michael Trant. This is cool. Um, I do go down a bit of a crime path. When I did two crime, you'll be impressed. Um, set in WA Outback, this book, oh, my God, page-turning thriller. I read a description that called it tough, fast and hard, and I love that description so much because it's exactly the way you kind of read it. You know, you have to get through it quickly and it's kind of, it is tough and hard. It's kind of confronting in parts, but, you know, I kind of love that. And when you read a lot of crime like I do, it's sometimes hard to get things that surprise you and shock you. So I don't know what that says about me now, but, you know, the, the, the murders sort of get desensitising. But this book, no way. Um, great characters, also with that exploration of grief and just some really original content and writing. So Wild Dogs is exactly how it sounds, you know. I love the title. Um, and I just loved everything about it. You'll finish that book in a day. So if you wanted to read fast, ladies, you know, see <laughs> this one, because you won't be able to put there it down. There we go, tips and there tricks. I love that when you get a book. I did that with um, Will Dean's book, The Last One to Burn, or, or I think I've got that title wrong. Um, I sat down at 6 o'clock and read it, and I did not leave the lounge until I finished it. And I remember being on the, like actually physically on the edge of my seat um, and it was just brilliant. So I love it when a book does that to me. And so Wild Dogs was definitely one of those. 
different pace now, still a novel, um, Burnt Out by Victoria Bookman. I believe another debut author. This was great for my holiday read. Like I said, I've been spending a lot of time at the beach and on water and sort of bumming around, which has been fantastic. But this book really suited that vibe, set in the Blue Mountains in Sydney. Um, it explores the haves and has not. So you've got the creative artist who's sort of lost everything and, and trying to get her voice heard. And then you've got, you know, this really rich dude who sort of talks about important issues but doesn't do anything. And, you know, she says, put your money where your mouth is. So he does and her house burns down. This in the beginning so no spoilers and you know puts her up in this boathouse in, in the city and so it's this sort of clash of cultures and it's really interesting because at first you know you think this is just going to be a real fun fluffy kind of romantic read but beneath all of that which was exactly what I needed for my holidays you've got these really important issues about what are the wealthy doing about the world what are they doing about climate change it talks about bushfires and you know what are these wealthy people doing to earn money and how is that destroying the world and how are they you know what are they doing to combat that you know they can talk the talk and they can donate half a percent of their money but what are they really doing so it really gets you to answer and ask those questions as well so i thought that was really cool so it's that great blend of fun holiday vibe but with those kind of important messages beneath it which was cool the other two books are kids books um, I read Zombies versus the Illuminati by John Larkin. Now, this is a bit of a departure for John because he's this brilliant award-winning author who penned The Shadow Girl and The Pause. Um, and now he's gone, you know, talking about zombies <laughs> versus the Illuminati, which is really cool. But John's a bit special to me because he was the first person I asked to come on the podcast. And the first person to say yes as well. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, so it's really cool. So he hadn't had a book out for a while. And so when he did this one, I said, I'm definitely coming to your launch. And he said, no, don't just come to my launch. Launch at my launch. So I ended up <laughs> launching his book um, that had just come out. And it was really a bit special for those reasons. But it's a wild ride. It's fun. And he's really funny because his last books were quite dark and serious. They were beautifully written, but they dealt with homelessness. And they dealt with, um, you know, suicide. So this was a really different departure for him and it was just fun and it was for those you know kids those reluctant readers and i love books that are just fun you know for those kids because even my kids who are great readers sometimes they just want to have fun you know and trust me when i'm reading a book i don't want to talk about climate change i want them to be have fun and then go to sleep immediately <laughs> so um, it's really cool that these books are in the world so awesome um definitely awesome book for kids and the last one is a picture book. So I do have a bit of a thing for picture books. Um, I picked this up accidentally. I was just, you know, hanging out in a bookstore as you do. And I saw Tomorrow is a New Day by Davina Bell. And I just picked this book up because it's so beautiful and it's packaged so beautifully. And, you know, when you just think, I haven't even opened this, but I have to own it. <laughs> this is how I was yeah. thinking. <laughs> just picked it up and I felt it and... You know, the end papers were just beautiful and little pages at the beginning and the back. And I just thought, wow, this is beautiful. And then so I read it and, you know, the title can sort of tell you tomorrow is a new day. It's about no matter what happens today or no matter how anxious you are or maybe you don't quite do the wrong thing, tomorrow is a new day and it's a new start and you don't have to bring all that baggage with you. And it was just perfect for my seven-year-old daughter who does suffer from a little bit of anxiety here and there. And I just thought, my God, not only is this book just beautiful, um, you know, the illustrations are beautiful. The, the writing's beautiful. I thought it was just so fitting for what my daughter needed right at that time. So I gave it to her. 
Um, and she just loved it and she read it to me and it was a really, it was a really cool moment, you know, but it's just such a beautiful book. So if you haven't checked it out, um, definitely do that because it's gorgeous. You know, those books that are gorgeous to hold and gorgeous to look at. No, I'm getting all book nerdy now. So yeah, I'm no, I, I, we've actually, I've seen, um, I've seen the internals for that book. Um, so I haven't actually seen the book, but I've seen like mm, photos of the illustrations. Gorgeous. It looks amazing. Yeah, gorgeous. And I, I'm pretty sure it made some of us cry. Oh. Uh, um, so little. Yeah, warning. it was just really timely. So you know when all those things come together in the universe, it's like, yeah, this is perfect. So yeah, yeah really beautiful. good, feel good book. But, you know, also with like a really important message as well. That's my five. I think that's the less I've ever spoken on this podcast. Wow. <laughs> Still a great selection though. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's wonderful to hear that, you know, there is kind of echoing the point that you make there. There are so many good kids books out there right now, particularly those picture books. Um, yep. It's like, I've been seriously impressed with them. And I think Sarah, um, our kids my A category manager has kind of been rushed off her feet with how many fantastic books there are yeah. that are coming out dealing with themes and topics. There's, there's lots of books like that with that are kind of have a they're on a mission yeah you know, yeah but don't forget those fun books as well just oh yeah because kids need those as well you know particularly i felt through covid you know my kids you know i hardly went to school um and you know sometimes you just went come on let's just have fun because the world yeah. isn't fun right now so let's I, let's the, read about fun <laughs> the sound of zombies versus the illuminati <laughs> is amazing yeah I your saw your audacity. eyes on it. Your 12-year-old boy eyes lit up at that point. Nick. The audacity to, to have a book <laughs> called that. I want to I want to read that now. <laughs> um, amazing recommendations, Danny. Holy moly. I love it. Um, so before we move on to our final guest, Zia, we are in fact sponsored. Yes, we have another sponsored book this week. And our sponsored book of the week is Margaret Beerman's We Were Never Friends. Lottie Coates lives in the shadow of a genius. Her father, George, is a brilliant and celebrated Australian painter. When Lottie meets the, art the outcast waif, Kyla, at a suburban Canberra school, two worlds are set to collide. Slowly, Kyla is drawn into the orbit of the Coates family. Or is it the other way around? As Lottie and Kyla navigate their way towards adulthood, dark secrets start to unravel with devastating consequences. We Were Never Friends is a story of friendship, the pursuit of a creative life, and the legacies that we leave behind. And it is our sponsored book of the week for Tell Me What to Read. Go check it out now. Links are in the description. And you can also buy it. You can buy it at booktopia.com.au. All right. Our final guest, Zia. Hello, Zia. It is Hi. lovely to have you here once again. Thanks. Tell us about the books that you've been reading over the Christmas break. So I um, renovated a house and moved three days before Christmas. So I- As you do. As, <laughs> you, know, you know, amongst the other building projects that I'm doing and uh, my job, so, and having two children under the age of eight. So um, it wasn't, I, I wanted to pick something up. So I ended up moving in, it was all crap. And I was like, I need to, I need a break. So my kids went with their father and I got a nine day break where I was traveling to Victoria to see my partner and his family in this beautiful country town in um, Rutherglen. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to catch a plane. COVID, schmovid. I'm so over this. I don't want my holiday stuffed. I'm going to take a train. So I booked like a first class cabin um, on Sydney trains and I took the train for seven and a half hours to country Victoria. And I was like, I'm going to grab a book. I'm, 
always drawn to the classics. This one was recommended to me years ago that I bought. It's a um, Jamaica Inn by um, Daphne de Maurier and written in 1936. Um, and I was like, yeah, awesome. Some Creole fun has nothing to do with that, by the way. The Jamaica name is a complete, it, it kind of throws you off. Um, so I took that and I read it in two days and I was going, I felt like one of the books team people going, I read a book in two days. I was so happy. I'm so proud. <laughs> I know. I was like so proud of myself. And it was, it, look, it was right up my alley. So it's, um, so I'm not sure if any of you guys have read the book. It's not a new release, of course. I never do those, you know me. And um, I picked it up and I was like, okay, so it's about this girl who, um, um, I think it's Cornwall. Okay. Or, Dorcha, I don't know some 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 place in the UK. Dorset, Dorset, Dorset. One of those yeah, ones. One of those ones down the south. One of those end. ones that are really gloomy with a lot of moors and stuff like that. And um, she um, she's a farm girl. Her mum dies. She basically has to vacate the property and she has to go live with her aunt, who's married to this like mysterious kind of weird guy that they haven't heard from her. She was this bubbly auntie. She has to go with her. She's only left family. And basically on her way in, in the carriage over the moors, the driver's like, oh, you're going to the Jamaica Inn. No one gets stopped there, especially not a young lady like yourself. And it kind of goes, oh, what's there? And it's like very kind of mysterious of what happens in this inn. And she's very inquisitive and she has this like really um, um, strong spirit that gets kind of broken by this mean uncle and, and what he does. And, he's and and it's very kind of literary where it's like very descriptive of the fog and the 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 rain and the cold and the harshness of the of the of the terrain there which was i found beautiful like while i'm sitting there of course in 40 degree weather and in country victoria you know listening um reading about snow and and rain but um so she goes and she basically that whole good versus evil she tries to you know, like basically bring her uncle to justice meets all these people along the way there's a bit of romance and um you know there's all that kind of fun stuff that that you would expect out of a out of an english literature book i guess um right up my alley and i recommend it actually and there's another one um that she's written i think it's rebecca which is next on my list to kind of get those off uh, um but yeah I actually think it's a great read and it's really fun and it's, it, you know, it's written really beautifully and that's, that's my first book. Then I was like, okay, I've done the fiction guys. You know, I'm feeling so renewed. It's new years. I should do something for myself. So I started, picked up this book that was, um, recommended to me years ago when I was going through some kind of some like DM deep stuff. It was called The Body Keeps the Score. Um, so The Body Keeps the Score. Um, so who's the author? I, I can never remember. Give me a sec. Okay. I can't even tell you who's written uh, this book. It'll be there in the description. So The Body Keeps the Score is about um, how trauma physiologically affects the body and it could lead to, you know, um, sickness and disease and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's uh, written um, about most it's case studies about veterans of war and soldiers and that was the research that started about how PTSD affects people and how they can never come back and shell shock and all of that and it's about um, I'm probably first couple of chapters in so I can't tell you how it ends but it's actually really not well written very small font and I was like oh god <laughs> this is going to be very big speak and really scientific but it's not and it's really it's really 
I think it's very nice. Any everybody has a story. Everyone's gone through something, and I think when you go and understanding, or even just being self-aware to understand how that can affect your body mm-hmm. and how that can affect your brain, and it can actually. There's even research now to say that you can pass it on. You can actually oh, pass trauma so. on on a cellular you, level, right? Correct. Yes, and this and, is and, Bessel van der Kolk. Is that right? Yes, I was going to say, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. pronounce it. So. And I love that. Oh, I don't love the idea. It's a terrible thought. But the idea that trauma or anxiety or depression, you know, I have anxiety can be passed down on a cellular level is the most fascinating thing I think I've ever discovered. Yeah. And, and look, I, I'm very, very oh. open about my, my struggles with anxiety mm. and, 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 and mental health disorder and, and um, you know, uh, trauma. I come from, uh, these guys know, I've always spoke about, like, I grew up in the Middle East. I, I've been in civil war i've seen that kind of stuff i've displaced and moved and all these kind of things and 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 i was kind of going i need to deal with some stuff which i always do every year and as you grow older and i don't want to give it to my kids and i'm like oh my god i do this oh my god i instill fear in my children because i'm scared of it and i give it to them and this is eye-opening like it's so eye-opening because not myself like you know not your experiences my, my grandparents were in a japanese war camp and i remember my oma being anxious all the time and i feel that and i'm like why do i feel that and when you find out that it can be through dna it's just mind-blowing but it changes everything it changes it really everything about the way you see the world and how you are self-aware and how yep. you know you, you become conscious of how you behave what you say what you do and when you react to things you know that you're reacting because of a reason it's not yep. just you know and all those things and game changer game changer and it could it's if it's and it, it it can really open up a path towards you know recovery or self-awareness or or even um acceptance and 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 kind of not mercy that's not a really good word a gen, being gentle with yourself kind to yourself, yourself definitely yep. you know all those kind of things which i i need i'm a very um my harshest critic up there and i think a lot of people are mm-hmm. and reading um and opening up a subject and actually putting it in front of me kind of brings you back into kilter going, oh, wait, wait, wait. You know, COVID does that to you. The whole world in the last three years can really get us really hypervigilant and really kind of not, like you said, not fun. Not and fun. bringing it back to kind of the not fun, but being aware that it's not fun and making the conscious choices on how to change how you are with yourself yeah. and all of that. So that's, I really recommend it. Um, as a book, it's really easy written. I've read some of these books and sometimes you're just like, this is a science book. I, I'm not really interested. And you kind of drop it down. But uh, yeah, those two, the body keeps the score. Mm, great choice. Love it. I, I love, you, you always bring the classics of classics that people have often forgot about. Um, I do. I always have to, I always pick one up every second or third. I pick up a classic and I'm like, Oh, Tolstoy, I'm still going to get him. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and, it's um, yeah. That, that's that's my that what's that mountain at the end that's my everest to actually finish war and peace but oh. when it is the next one i'm gonna I try and gave up maybe we can read like half each or something i've given up i've given it up about i've tried i've tried to read that for about 20 years now i know <laughs> and it's just so hard i might write a picture book version of it oh wow <laughs> good luck trying to condense that into a picture book my my word it'd be an achievement in itself but it's it's so good because like you, revisiting classics, I think, is something everyone should do at some point. Mm. Um, 
not the least of which because you'll, you'll, you'll likely come across something that is genuinely amazing and inspiring. And it is it's a future episode, Nick. Bring back the classics. Bring we back the all classics. talk about the classics. So cool. great, I'm making it? a note. It's a done deal. I'm going to do, do a, it. I'm going to write it down. We're, gonna, we're planning a classics episode. Yes. Because I would totally do that. I know that, you know, I always find my most fascinating thing about the classics is about the, the, understand language is different of course the language is different but also going in and trying to understand from what that person's perspective was like if it yeah. was a woman author in the 1600s their perspective is was so yeah. different the way Absolutely. they wrote about it and going i wonder that person's world what that looked like for them to only imagine this or imagine yeah. that or write about this and it takes you back to that time yeah, it's um, fascinating. And I think it's so fascinating to me Let's mm. nerd out and do that in the future, Nick. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. I've, <laughs> I ma- I've made a note in yes. the I've made a note in the notepad. Next time Danny's coming on, we're I'm doing so a, we're going to try and do a classic episode. I'll, uh, I'll 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 say to everyone, all right, classics up. You've got homework to do. You've got books to read. I'm going to be the only one that can go. Well, I've read all of these classics. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like Oscar Wilde. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. You got to have Oscar in there. Is it a I'll classic be talking, episode? I'll be talking about Oscar Wilde. It, 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 it's, is it a classic time. episode without, a, unless you have Oscar Wilde? It I don't is think not. so. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Zia. Amazing, amazing, amazing recommendations. And thank you all for a fantastic episode. Sadly, we have come to the end of our book recommendation and book discussion podcast. Um, be sure to check out the amazing Danny V in Words and Nerds. With the, I'll include the link to it in the description. She's kind of been doing a, a retro look with a lot of most listened to podcasts over the last couple of weeks. So be sure to check them out. There's a lot of publisher insider episodes, literary festival episodes that she's been doing. Um, so be sure to get along and check it out. Also, Danny, uh, she's got a book coming out too. She has a book coming out in August, 2022, oh, uh, a picture book, Me? My Extraordinary Mum. Oh, aren't you cute? You're very yeah. cute. I, I was just—I was sick of—I was sick of reading about boring, sensible mums who lived <laughs> to put sunscreen on their kids. I'm like, come on, us women—we are more exciting than that, right? <laughs> so that gives you a hint as what this this mum. Although she does love sunscreen, it's good to be sun safe. She's also rock climbing and skinny dipping, man. Like so. Oh <laughs> is, is this like bad mums except in picture No. Oh, well, no. This is this is like cool mum who's still a really good mum. She just is not boring like how we are perceived. And ladies, we are not boring. Come on. No, we're not. My son, what does he say? Mum, you can't dance in the car. Uh, yes, I... Oh, so cringe. <laughs> well, hang on. Let me dance outside of the car. <laughs> no, I can't. He said you can do this under the steering wheel oh, where wow. no one can see you because, cool. Mum, you're not cool. And I said, listen here, I am cool. And I was like, I'm the mum who's trying to tell her kids I'm cool. That means yeah. I'm not cool. And it's a sad day. <laughs> it is a sad day, but as long as you think you're cool and I think you're cool, Zia, that's all that matters. Thank you. I think this is for you and all the cool mums out there. Thank Smash you. That was the a lovely stereotype. Plug. Let the children know that their <laughs> mums are cool. We're all going in my, I'm getting my kids two copies of that. <laughs> well, I'll sign them for you. I'll say, your mum is cool and can dance anywhere she wants. Yeah. See, oh my see God, that'd be amazing. The author says so. Um, I'll include a link to that as well down in the description. Oh, you're very um, sweet. Thank so you. Include, so uh, be sure to check that out. And, and Danny will be sure to return the favour soon and we'll have a, a guest or two appear on the Words and Nerds podcast. Always. Yes, you are, will 
absolutely be over there and we'll trade emails. We'll get on that. Um, so thank you so much, everyone. You can find the links to all of the books that we have talked about today uh, in the description box. Um, also, you can go to booktopia.com.au. It's a great website. We highly recommend you check it out. Um, literally, it keeps this podcast running if you go and buy books from there. So please go and do that because... Uh, then I have a job and life is great. Um, please join us next week as we sit down for a food and drink special episode as we'll uh, revisit our discussions with Adam Lior and Carla Lally Music. As always, thank you for listening and never stop reading. Bye.